If you want to thrive and make sure that others thrive, you must develop a powerful listening to your own body's wants and needs. This is where our truth resides. You do not need one more person telling you how to live your life. What we need is permission from ourselves to tap into our own truth. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Welcome back to another episode of Messy and Magnificent. It's your gal, Carly. You know, just yesterday, I was on the phone with a very successful entrepreneur by anybody's standards. In fact, she's going to join us in a couple weeks here on Messy and Magnificent. But we were having this really just kind of candid get to know you conversation. And she was telling me about how back in March, when C-19 started to grow in her country, she and her team were oddly energized. And she was surprised at how quickly she was prepared to step up into this role of leadership and provide stability for all of her employees and all of their clients. But now, about four months later, when the world is starting to open up in a lot of places, it's hitting her. And she's feeling this call to go inward. She wants to lay low and process. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, Carly, what just happened here? And what's still happening? And she's perplexed by it because everybody else seems to be ready to like rock and roll and be back out in the world. And she's feeling the opposite way. And this is part of why I love my work as a coach, because it gives me the opportunity, A, to have these types of authentic conversations and B, talk with lots of driven women. And I have to say, what this particular pro is experiencing is actually really common for a lot of my high achieving clients. So for many of the women that I work with, they have families or they have businesses or careers or loved ones that count on them for support. So when C-19 happens, they might have processed their own experience a little bit, But really, they were showing up for everybody else, you know? And so now is the time when it's all starting to catch up and they're noticing that maybe they were holding everybody else for a while and now they need to hold themselves or they're wondering where they can go to just kind of re-energize, re-ground themselves. But ironically, a lot of the world is picking back up its pace again. And so their opportunity to be slow, it feels like they might have missed it. And what are they going to do here? And so if this is similar for you, if there's some relatability as you're noticing that things are starting to shift again, whether it's around your life or around your work, and maybe you haven't fully processed what just happened as a result of C-19 and all of the other changes that have gone on in your life, and you want to be able to keep showing up for your work or for the people you care about, and you want to be thoughtful about your re-entry. You don't just want to rush back into doing more and more and more all the time. Well, then this might be the episode for you to sink into for a moment, because I'm going to share the behind the scenes of how both myself on a really personal level and my business, how we've been transitioning during C-19, as well as what's working for a lot of my clients 
as we make decisions, both personally and professionally moving forward, when we don't have all the answers yet, when some of the information out there is still really varied, it's really inconsistent, and we want to act thoughtfully. We want to act with intention. And we also want to have a moment to process what has gone on before we just enter the next thing. So before we dive into that, I got to give a shout out. You know, this is one of my favorite things to do is to be in conversation with you. And we have a growing audience happening here. We now have over 6,000 people tuning in (laughs) to Messy and Magnificent in countries all around the world. And I am so delighted in this, mostly because I record these episodes right now during quarantine in my clothes closet. (laughs) So to think that like I'm here next to my sweaters and shoes, connecting with you brings me delight to no end. But a wonderful woman named Minami from Japan, we have a growing audience in Japan. She said, hey, Carly, I found your podcast recently, and I have been binge listening to your beautiful talks. I've been looking for a coach, but never felt this warm feeling of, quote, this is right to do before. How you deliver your talks in a wholehearted way inspires me and makes me feel like I can trust myself. Minami, thank you so much for this feedback. I want to share something with you that I don't think I've ever articulated out loud here on the show. So years ago, when I got off my jet-setting lifestyle, where I was touring with one high celebrity client at a time, I wanted to begin working with women, the everyday rock stars that are actually the lifeblood of our world. But I noticed that it was really hard for a lot of women to hire me as a traditional coach. Because sure, they wanted to do well, they wanted to have good health, they wanted to feel clear and confident, but it was hard for them to give themselves permission to invest in themselves in that way. But I noticed that women who were career-driven were used to the social norm of investing in the growth of your career, whether you take classes or continuing education or you hire you know, people, you hire an accountant or you hire an assistant, it made perfect sense for them to hire a coach in order to elevate their career. And so I began to focus my attention on working with women who were particularly motivated around their career. But you know what? my message has always stayed the same. Because sure, when we work together, all my clients, they make more money, they have more hours in their day, they have more space to get what they care about, they're more nourished, they're more energized, they're more clear. But those are actually just the byproducts of returning to your own truth and realizing that you can trust yourself. And you know, pre-C19, I might have been a little bit more I don't know what the word is, like sugar-coated, really sugar-coated about what I'm about to say, but something about C19 that has come out in me that I never want to change again, that I'm loving, is that I just get to the chase. And here's the chase. If we look at things like white supremacy, the patriarchy, capitalism, sexism, genocide, discrimination, and any other system that is built upon the suppression of some people, There is one commonality that I am noticing between all of these systems that are made for some people to dominate and some people to be suppressed, and it is that they teach us not to trust ourselves. Instead, we are taught to blindly follow the leaders that preach fear and preach this idea that we need a middle person who will tell us the best advice on how to live our life, our career, how to do things, right? 
Now let's take capitalism, for example, because you know, I'm a big fan of being paid well and making sure that other people are being paid well. So I'm a fan of making money, but we also want to hold with that the awareness that you don't have to innately change who you are or suppress your best wisdom in order to do that. So, you know, there's a lot of messaging out there within our capitalist culture that, oh, you just need to buy this thing and then you'll be better. You just need to have these genes and then people will think you look good enough or you just need to lose this amount of weight and then you'll be allowed to be valued or you just need to take this course or that course or you need to have this item and then you'll be enough. And it's another way of distracting us from the truth within ourselves. So it's not an either or scenario, it's a both, right? It's how can I prosper in every way, both financially and within my well-being, within my personal life. So in other words, if you want to thrive and make sure that others thrive, you must develop a powerful listening to your own body's wants and needs. This is where our truth resides. You do not need one more person telling you how to live your life. What we need is permission from ourselves to tap into our own truth. And sure, we all benefit from teachers and authors and leaders. We all need to learn. That's a given. Make no mistake about it, though. Built into your very DNA is a vast amount of wisdom that can guide you towards what gives you life and what gives other women permission to have life too. So Manami, when you say what you're hearing in this podcast is allowing you to trust yourself again, (laughs) I'm like, it's do everything I can to just sit still in my seat. When I first read that, I literally did a dance around my office because that is what I most care about. And today's topic is all about just that. Because our cycle of growth, and you've heard me maybe on episode three or 33, where we talk about what the seasons of growth actually look like, we know that growth is not this linear line going up a chart all the time, that we actually as human beings, it's very much like what my nephew does in his in his playroom. He builds up blocks, he breaks them down, and he builds them up again. He builds up a structure, he realizes it wasn't quite right, it wasn't the way he wanted it to look, or it wasn't structurally sound, he knocks that baby down, or it falls down by itself, and he builds it up again. This is what we are meant to do. We are meant to build up, break down, build up a little stronger, break down, build up a little stronger. And I want to normalize that, because maybe you're in a phase where you're really building up and you're feeling really good. Maybe you're in a phase where it feels like everything just broke down and you're wondering, oh my gosh, how am I going to build again? This is all part of the process. But there is one incredibly rich, juicy moment that I consider like harvest, harvest after a summer of everything growing, where we can pause and reap the reward of what we have just experienced. And we call this in my professional practice culmination. Culmination is part of our growth cycle. It is actually an incredibly rich time where if we dare to pause between our moments of activity, we can actually gain a lot of insight that will help us moving forward. And so now as things might be reopening in your world on a certain level, it's a really good idea to do that in a way that makes sure that you got all the wisdom that you could get from what just happened. 
And if you're feeling like you're not ready to open back up in the world, even if things are opening back up, it's usually just because we need this space. We actually need this processing time. This is your body telling you, hey, hold on. Before I leap back into things, I want to actually mindfully reflect on what just happened. And so you might find that going through this small culmination practice that we're about to do here together actually helps you feel a whole lot more ready. Now, a couple of weeks ago on social media, I explained how within my company, we take the last week of every single month for culmination, meaning I don't do any public speaking events. I'm not doing any coaching with clients. We just go inward, both myself and my team. And we have this incredibly thoughtful time where we're just noticing what's working, we're getting ourselves really nourished, and we're preparing for the next cycle of growth, for the next thing we do in the next month. And this has been single-handedly, like hands down, the most profitable thing we have started doing. And it just flies in the face of conventional capitalist thought. And certainly it's very different than what I learned in business school, because I had this fear of, oh my gosh, well, if I slow down, we're not going to make enough money. What's going to happen? You know, if I, if I get quiet for a month, how am I ever going to bring in enough revenue? Am, am I client's going to be okay? What is this going to look like? And what I found very early on was that it actually made me a much better coach, a much better entrepreneur, because I was able to see all of the experience before us. And so I shared what we actually do during our culmination on social media. You can go back to Instagram or or Facebook a couple weeks ago and looked at day by day what we actually do during that process. And if it interests you, I'm thinking about maybe we should offer a class on that. So tell me. If you want a culmination class where I give you all the details, please let me know because I'm, I'm open to doing that. But today we're going to do a very simple culmination process together so that you feel really clear about what you've just experienced, that your footing feels sure and confident as you move forward in a way that works for you. Now, I've created, if you go over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast, I've created a culmination master sheet that's going to guide you through this episode. So you can download it for free. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's nothing for sale in there. I find that physically writing this down makes a big difference. So if you're driving in the car and you're just listening, A-okay, but do yourself the courtesy that next time you can, schedule 10 minutes in your calendar to download the master sheet and actually be guided through this process. We want to get these ideas out of your brain and onto paper where you are going to begin to see them with more objectivity and more clarity. So carlyfane.com forward slash podcast, or if you need to just follow it along right now with a piece of paper and a pen, I'll show you how to do that too. So this technique that we're about to do together comes to me from Susie Banks-Baum, who you might remember was a guest on our last episode, episode 35, about trusting your knowing. I will put a link to that episode in the show notes if you want to dive even deeper into trusting your knowing. But here's the starting off point. You're going to take that piece of paper and you are going to draw a line from the top to bottom and from left to right so that you've got four quadrants on your piece of paper. So roughly four squares. And you're going to label these squares as follows. The first square you're going to label keep, as in K-E-E-P, something that you want to keep. The next square you're going to label toss, T-O-S-S, as in I'm tossing this out. I'm done with this thing. The third section you're going to label add, A-D-D, as in I'm bringing this in. And then the fourth quadrant, you're going to label bless, B-L-E-S-S, as in I'm wishing this particular area well. So now we've got these four main areas that we're looking at. And I encourage you to look at these 
through the lens of one particular area of your life at a time, but you will see how they're easily applicable to many areas. For example, if you're feeling really focused on your career right now, maybe these keep, toss, add, bless piles are specific to your career. Or if you're thinking about your family life or your experience through COVID, then these could easily be keep, toss, add, bless piles, you know, specific to your family or to your experience through COVID or through the ending of a relationship. Any area where you are going through a period of shift, this is a great practice to do. I just encourage you to do one at a time so that you're not feeling overwhelmed with the answers. So picking one main area, and I'm going to take you through examples that are both personal and professional here in a moment, examples from myself and from a client, we're going to go through these. So in the first quadrant, keep, this is where you're going to put down one or two items that you know you want to keep because they're actually working well. And maybe you've just discovered them during this period of COVID, or maybe this period of COVID has just highlighted for you how valuable these things are. So an example of this would be in my personal life, I have had more time with my nephews than normal as I help with their childcare, as their parents are impacted, their jobs by COVID. So I'm having more closeness with my nephews, which is something I'm definitely going to keep. That was important to me before, but it's like the volume got turned up on that. What are you keeping? What is working right now? that you want to make sure you continue to honor as you move forward. Write one or two things down about that. Pause this if you need to, because we're going to move on to toss. So toss, what are you ready to shake off? What are you ready to let go of? What are you done with? Maybe it served its time and it's time for you to move on. A big one for me, which is I realized I'm ready to toss my big house in Saratoga Springs, New York. I don't need that. (laughs) Like It seemed like a great idea at the time. It's actually not that important to me. And for lots of reasons, I'm sure we'll talk about some other times. I'm ready to let that go. What about you? What might you be willing to let go of? I'll give you an example. We have somebody in Navigating a Graceful Transition, a course that I teach online with Dr. Maria Sirwa through Kripalu Center. And we had a great example. A gentleman said, you know what? I've been eating ice cream every single night (laughs) of COVID with my teenage daughter. And it's been great because she loves ice cream. It's been this bonding experience for us. I'm going to keep my time with my daughter, but I'm going to toss the ice cream because physically I just don't feel well anymore. I can't eat ice cream every day anymore. It's not feeling good, right? Keeping time with daughter, tossing ice cream every single night, right? Now, what about you? What might you be tossing? What has served its time and you're ready to let go of it? Write one or two of those down. Now we're going to move on to add. What are you consciously welcoming more of into in your days? So for me, I am consciously welcoming in more time outside. I have been doing quarantine in the country where I can go for walks. I can be barefoot in the grass and it just nourishes my soul. In between clients, I'm able to go put my feet outside in the water or in the grass and it's just so good, right? What about you? What might you be consciously adding in moving forward? And then finally, we turn to the bless column. And the bless, this section, I I say this with zero religious connotation. When I say bless, I mean, what are you wishing well? This might be something that you don't have the entire plan around. Maybe you can't. You're not in a position to control the exact outcomes or the specifics yet. These are the unknown areas sometimes that we're wishing well. So for me, I am blessing my new home. 
I don't know even know where it's going to be yet. <laughs> I don't even know what it's going to look like as I begin this process of creating a new home for myself. But I know that I'm wishing it well. What are you blessing? Jot down one or two things. This could be relationships. This could be your own health. This could be a new career. This could be a project that you're working on. So now we've got these four areas. And I just want to give you examples of what other people have shared with me as we do this process together. One woman in the Reclaiming Time studio, she said, I am keeping creating space as I move forward. I had more space than normal during this, and I want to make sure that I keep that. She said, I am tossing, doubting myself, my worth, and my skills. I'm just done with that. She said, I'm adding in a redesigned coaching practice. I want to change the way I operate here. And then she said, I'm blessing my unwavering resistance to what doesn't feel right. Meaning I am blessing myself so that I do what does feel right. Here's another one from a totally different person. She said, I am going to keep the value-based way I've been making decisions so that I am able to be taken into account first and foremost. She said, I'm going to toss having my first priority be making everybody else comfortable. She said, I'm going to add in small pockets of time focused on my relationship with my husband. And then she said, I'm going to bless a particular friendship that I have because I'm ready to move on from it. And I want to do that with love and grace and integrity. So you can see how everybody might have a slightly different set of answers during their culmination process. Now, doing this on a good old piece of paper is simple, so it's doable, and I suggest you start there. When Susie taught me this as a practice, we would actually get out four bowls And we would label the bowls, keep, toss, add, bless. And over the course of a few days, those bowls would sit out and I would add in items, right, to them so that it was growing. And if that feels good to you, I encourage you to take your time with this culmination process, to put either this piece of paper or your physical bowls someplace where you're going to see them on a regular basis. And over the course of a week or whatever feels appropriate for you, you just continue to grow your list. You just continue to add on to them. One of my clients, she decided to put them on post-it notes on her office door. She sent me a photo of it. And she's got these great color-coded post-it notes for her four categories. And she just adds on a new sticky note when she's walking by because she sees it every day when she's in and out of her office. So you create your container. You create your culmination process here. Now, once you've done this, right, even just on a preliminary level, there's something about this process of acknowledging what is true. What you want to keep, toss, add, and bless, that does tap us back into our knowing. And so while you're here into this space of being a little closer to your knowing, I want you to write in the answer to one more statement. What I now know to be true about the way I want to move forward from this experience is dot, 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 fill in the blank. I'll say that again. What I now know to be true about the way I will move forward from this experience is write that answer down. Trust it. Notice it. Acknowledge it. The first step in beginning to leverage our own wisdom as a professional strategy is to actually believe it when it comes up. And so I want to know from you, Tell me on social media, go over to Instagram, tag a screenshot of this episode or put it in iTunes in the comments. Tell me, 
What is one thing that you now know to be true that maybe you didn't know four or five months ago, or it's been reinforced for you? I want this to be a part of an ongoing conversation we have and make no mistake about it. When you do something like tag me on social media or you put a review in iTunes, it helps this show rise in the algorithm so that people like Minami over in Japan have the opportunity to see it and be in this community with us. Remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep prioritizing what you value, including yourself. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.